Hello, and welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, the founder of Star Family Wisdom, and also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. And I founded Star Family Wisdom to provide you a place for your spiritual and cosmic evolution to give you all of the resources, tools, information, wisdom, knowledge that we can get our hands on that help you transform and evolve and become the highest version of yourself. We are a paradigm shifting podcast community and modern day mystery school, which means we share the mysteries of the universe. We talk about the mechanics of existence. We talk about the process of creation. We talk about the fact that we are not alone in this universe. And we talk about how we can integrate and embrace a new version of our human history and a new understanding of who we are and what we are capable of as humans. At Star Family Wisdom, we are experiencers of ET contact and lots of supernatural phenomena that have led us to this place, this place of integrating cosmic and earthly wisdom in a way that helps us embody uh, a different version of ourselves and embody a new way of life because that's what we're doing here. Ultimately, we're here to become the new human. And you may have heard that term if you have connected with some work in the field of ET contact, because a lot of our ET brothers and sisters who have been in contact with humans, either speaking through them in various ways or communicating to them in moments of quote unquote abduction or contact experiences, they share profound information about how we can become a different version of the human, how we can learn to operate the human body in a different way, how we can learn to operate with the laws of existence, the laws of spirit and the universe in a way that helps us create and experience a different, better version of our reality. So today we're going to be talking about the spiritual teachings of ETs. We're going to be talking about star family and the wisdom they have imparted to humans through a variety of contact experiences. We also see a lot of this same information corroborated or documented in ancient texts. And now that we can look across the entire world, across all traditions, across all cultures, we can see commonalities. We can see common threads through all of that historical documented written record from human history. And it is fascinating that that record, that information that was left to us by our very ancient ancestors also is some of the same information that people are receiving from ETs right now. So what are some of the spiritual teachings of ETs or our star family? At Star Family Wisdom, we like to call ETs star family because most of them are connected to us in some way, shape, or form that indicates that we're kind of like family. Either we're soul family on a soul level, we have a connection, a relationship, a bond of some sort because of other lives we have had together, or quite literally, we might be biologically connected 
to them through our ancient evolution on earth and, and all of the things that have transpired between ETs, beings from outer space and humans on earth. So we consider many beings who are out there in the galaxy and in our universe part of the family. They're part of our extended family. And when we can start to think about them that way and think about the human family being so much bigger than it really is, it helps us really step into that place of connectedness. And it helps us really step into this place of understanding that we're not so alone and things don't have to be as hard as maybe we have made them. And that's really what a lot of the ETs or star family are trying to impart on humans as they make contact. So the spiritual realizations and teachings that have come from these contact experiences include manifestation and the powers of creation, really understanding how the universe operates, how the universe is programmed, and how the process of evolution and creation go hand in hand. The ETs love to talk about the power of the mind and how consciousness really dictates our reality, how we use our consciousness dictates our reality. In one of the downloads I've received from my star family very early in this work was about the power of the mind and the fact that we're really working with three minds. And it's helpful to think about it that way. You can think about the fact that you have a mind, you have a subconscious mind, you also have a conscious mind and a super conscious mind that you are working with. And we're, we're going to talk about those three just briefly to help this concept come together. But I like to think about those three minds working together in a way that produces the reality you are experiencing day in, day out. And I like to think about those minds as like a computer. And I think about the universal mind, the super conscious mind as like this quantum computer that we are connected with. And, and, and we can think about our human mind interacting with that universal mind, almost like two computers talking to each other. And they're running algorithms and creating the next program and the program that the algorithms are creating are the things and events that we're experiencing in life. And so the universe starts to run those programs based off of the algorithms we've created. And we use our human mind to create those, those alg or algorithms. And the conscious mind, you know, is that active, logical, analytical part of your mind. It's the part of the mind that is responsive to your environment. It's the part of the mind that you are using when you're problem solving or making an active choice. You also have your subconscious part of your mind, which is the part that gets programmed like a computer. It is the part of the mind that holds all of your unconscious programs and beliefs that affect your habits and behaviors. And when the conscious mind is engaged or thinking, the subconscious mind is playing in the background. And so you can think of that as the reason you're able to drive a car while having a conversation at the same time, because your body just knows how to function without even thinking about it. So you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind that you're working with as a human. And then that super conscious mind, 
the mind of the universe, the divine mind or higher self, oversoul, whatever we want to call it, that is that higher, more expanded part of ourselves connects us with all things, people, um, and levels of consciousness that exist within the universe. And some terms like Akashic Records or quantum field are used to describe the consciousness of the universe, that, that field of all-knowing information that exists that we can connect to. And we can access this superconscious mind by going into altered states of consciousness. And we can affect the subconscious mind also by going into altered states of consciousness. And we can, we can learn to program our subconscious mind to talk to the superconscious mind. So it's, it's almost as though these three minds are just constantly working in connection with each other to produce everything we experience. And that's why we have to learn how to work with the minds, the three minds, that we are operating with and the ETs like to share about that because they understand that intimate connection between our mind and the mind of the universe. They understand the oneness, the interconnectedness of all of life. That's another thing they like to share and impart to humans is this understanding that we are intimately connected with all of life around us. And we see that reflected even in our Native American cultures and Native American and indigenous wisdom on this planet, that that interconnectedness is an essential understanding for our ability to live a beautiful life. Because if we don't understand how we're impacting each other or how, uh, how our environment starts to create this, you know, collective momentum or collective energy, we're going to create more issues or problems for ourselves than we really need to. And so when we can start to understand that interdependence that we all have on each other, when we can start to understand the collective field of consciousness that we are able to access and interact with, and when we are able to understand how to operate from a place of oneness and from a place of connection, we start to experience a very different version of reality. And that really requires us to understand the ego and understand how the human being operates and to understand the role of the ego in keeping us in a place of separation. We live in a dimension and a universe that is programmed for duality that helps us learn. It helps us grow. It helps us experience all aspects of existence. And it's possible to come into a state of balance where we have essentially dissolved the ego. We have allowed ourselves to, to step out of a place of polarization or extreme duality and find a place of center, find a place of balance, a place of harmony, which then allows us to more fully control the mind and control our powers of creation. So our star family wants us to understand our ability to be powerful creators of our reality. They understand how to do that. They understand how to live in an experience of synchronicity and magic where the universe is moving a being 
to the exact place, person, thing it needs to be connecting with to fulfill its highest mission in its life. And when we are stuck in a really heavy, dense, separate, polarized state of being, we're not able to experience that level of magic and synchronicity. And when we're able to step beyond that polarization and, and, and zoom out and see the big picture and shamanic practice, we would call that, you know, reaching the level of eagle to really zoom out and see the big perspective of all things that unfold, why they unfold to understand how duality and polarization, uh, works to ultimately create balance, we can start to gain a different quality of our own power that allows us to manipulate energy, allows us to consciously control our reality. But we can't do that when we're swinging wildly between the polarized states of being. And we also see this type of balance reflected in sacred geometry and in unified physics and the ETs and even star family who are incarnated on earth right now like to help us understand how our universe is created from a geometric perspective. We offer sacred geometry drawing courses on the website that you can take advantage of to really understand and dive deeper on this level of um, synchronization and harmony that is our ultimate kind of resting place in the universe. The universe has de been designed to be ultimately harmonious. The universe uh, is designed to allow energy to flow in perfect harmonic patterns. And when we're down here in the third dimension, it's really easy for us to allow that state of separation, state of polarization, the ego, uh, the density we have created through all of the trauma on earth to block and create, you know, this tension and resistance uh, against that harmonization, that harmonic balance that can be achieved. And so in our study of sacred geometry, we can see the patterns of creation. We can see the patterns of energy and how they flow through the universe. And we see those patterns reflected all the way down to the human body all the way down to how nature unfolds and how nature comes to life. We see the spiraling patterns in galaxies. We see the spiraling patterns in seashells. Ultimately, our universe is shaped like a torus. It's shaped in this beautiful spiraling energetic pattern that moves souls and energy through the process of existence and incarnation. And when we study sacred geometry, we can come back to that harmonic state that is our intended state of being. And just as a side note, as I have been guided by Star Family to further and deepen my shamanic practice, I've come to fully understand how our perfect geometric structure of our human energy field can become distorted. And as we take on traumas or experience 
really dark things in our world or maybe have taken that from our family that information gets embedded in our energy field and it starts to distort that perfect geometric pattern or blueprint so you can almost think of your energy field as a blueprint you can think of the universal energy field as a blueprint a blueprint for life all species have their own blueprint it's why species generally have similarities, right? And, and how they exist, how they develop, um, their biology. And that pattern, that field of information that connects all of the energy of that particular being or species can get distorted. And when that perfect harmonic geometrical pattern gets distorted, we start to see that distortion reflected in our physical body or in our mind. We start to see maybe our physical health deteriorate, or maybe we start to develop a, a victim mentality. And we can come back to that perfect harmonic balanced state of being by understanding how to work with geometry, by understanding how to work with energy and understanding how to restore that perfect state of geometrical balance. And working with sacred geometry, like drawing it or meditating with it is an incredible way to help your energy field come back into balance. There are lots of other shamanic techniques and practices that you can do on your own or a practitioner like myself can take you through and that will help over time start to clear that distortion and start to return your field to its original state of balance and that's ultimately what we're here to do we were all born into a world that is challenged by deep trauma and deep violence and, and lots of distortion and we're all here to do our deep healing work to restore our personal energy fields, minds, hearts, bodies, spirits to that state of harmony so that ultimately we can achieve that for our world. And the ETs are guiding us in that. They want to see that level of harmony and balance achieved. And they're reminding us, they're reminding us about uh, how the universe is designed, how the human energy field and body is designed and how we can improve upon how we operate that body, mind, and ultimately create this really harmonic, holistic way of synchronizing the mind, body, and spirit. The ETs also talk about ascension, which is something that is largely misunderstood. You know, there are lots of theories and concepts about the rapture or ascension being maybe a one-time event or a big episode in our history where something major happens and souls just poof ascend and, and move out of their bodies and up to you know a higher dimension or to the heavens whatever you you know have heard of or want to call it and Ultimately, our star family are helping us navigate, you know, some of the complexities of understanding the ascension process and, and helping us understand maybe where we've misinterpreted some of our ancient texts and ancient wisdom around that ascension process. So all souls are in a process of ascension. 
all souls on earth, all souls throughout our galaxy, all souls throughout the universe. Ascension is the natural process of evolution. And our star family and ET friends like to help us understand the various dimensional levels of the universe and how we're, we're really living in this multidimensional universe. And it's possible to travel between those dimensions. And as we incarnate as souls and evolve and grow and learn, we're constantly moving up that ladder, or at least that's the goal. We can get stuck, you know, in, in one dimension, or let's call it maybe a grade in school, if you want to think of it that way. We might have to repeat that grade a few times if we're not learning our lessons, but eventually we'll ascend, we'll move on to the next grade, we'll get to do those experiences for however long it takes to learn those lessons, gain that full understanding of that level of reality, and then we do it again. We move on to the next ladder. And so we're all constantly through our lifetimes of reincarnation, constantly ascending, constantly evolving and growing, and that is ultimately what ascension is. Now, just as a side note, for anyone who's heard of rapture and has, you know, had that term kind of mixed up with ascension, you know, that's referring to an ancient prophecy that there would be perhaps a global catastrophe or some sort of event that um, causes major loss of life and then you know, creates this situation where lots of souls are leaving the earth plane at once. That's what that is about. And that has also been um, at times wrapped up in some dogma around whether we are in that process going to heaven or hell, right? Whether that's ultimately the ascension process. And uh, you know, our ET friends and family have reminded us that heaven and hell are just states of mind, that those are vibrational frequencies. Those are a frequency of being that we can access and live in. And we've had a lot of experience here on earth creating a reality that has not been very heavenly for a lot of people. And so ultimately in the universe, as we are understanding how to operate in our given dimension that we're in for this life experience, we can learn. We can learn how to create a reality that is either heavenly or a reality that's more hell-like. And humans have done a very good job of creating experiences that are very difficult and in a lot of ways hell-like. And so we have choices. This is the nature of duality. We have choices. We can, we can lean into those darker behaviors, those darker aspects of our being um, and allow the universe to reflect more of that back to us. Or we can lean into our light. We can lean into creating beauty. Another thing in shamanic practice we talk about is creating beauty, walking the beauty way, being a caretaker, a steward of the earth. And when we start to again understand our interconnectedness, our interdependence on each other and start to understand that we have this ability to create heaven or hell, we start to make different choices in our lives and and we we can we can lean into those things that allow us to experience a different version of duality. So 
So the ascension process is ultimately something that happens as we create more beauty, as we learn lessons, face our darkness, face our fears, as we choose to bring more love into the world by loving ourselves, loving other people, offering forgiveness. As we do that work to really embody the spiritual laws of the universe, we will find ourselves on a path of ascension. And you can actually learn more about this with our uh, DIY ascension guide on the website. Go check it out. You can download it and get instant access and learn even more about the dimensions of the universe and um, all of the details involved in that incarnation process and what it's really like to move through that process of evolution and ascension. And our star family like to talk about moral codes. You know, they share the cosmic law of the universe, the spiritual laws of the universe. And that, that was one of my very earliest downloads from them was this set of spiritual laws that we can learn to live by. And those laws are explained in detail in our Masters of Manifestation course and also in the Spiritual Laws of the Universe course or ebook that you can download. And we talk about 10 of them. There are more than that, but there are 10 primary laws that uh, you must know about. And by learning these laws and how they work, how they work together and how you can embody them in your life, you start to create this very harmonic and balanced experience of reality for yourself and for all of the people around you. So very briefly, very briefly, those laws are the law of infinite possibilities, the law of one, the law of karma, the law of grace and forgiveness, the law of non-resistance, the law of desire and attraction, the law of detachment, the law of giving and generosity, the law of divine purpose, and the law of divine protection. So these laws help us, you know, not necessarily from a scientific standpoint, ultimately, but from a spiritual standpoint, help us understand how the universe is programmed, right? Like, what sort of consequences are we going to face for different actions we take? Because ultimately, if the universe does have a program or has a design to it, we should understand that program and that design so that we can participate in that program as best we can. And ultimately, as I've said, the universe prefers balance, harmony, and order. That is its preferred expression and duality also exists. And so when we can learn how the universe is programmed and how we can interact with the universe in ways that help us move out of a state of lack or fear or distrust that has plagued the human race for thousands of years, we can start to experience oneness, timelessness, where synchronicity and magic occur, and we can start to experience the loving abundance that the universe is programmed to provide us. And I know that's hard to even believe when we look at the state of the world and we look at the state of lack that so many people are living in, and we look at the state of fear and anxiety and violence that has been ever present for humans on earth. It's difficult to truly embody 
this wisdom and these laws. But once that is done, once that is done, we do start to experience a very different reflection from the universe. And ultimately, that's what people like Jesus were trying to teach. You know, Jesus was an ascended being, a being who had ascended beyond the third dimension, had lived other existences, other lifetimes, and other higher dimensions, had transcended duality, and chose to come to earth and incarnate at the time that he did during a very tumultuous time on earth to help teach moral code and spiritual law and to help people transmute fear and return to the light. Jesus traveled in Egypt and Asia and studied the initiation processes of our ancient times. And Jesus went through his own healing and let's call it a shamanic process, really. He went through this shamanic transformation process to transform his energy field and to become the embodiment of balance and harmony and to be a perfect vessel for the universe to work through him. That's how he became so kind of magical, right? Some of the things we hear documented about Jesus are fairly magical. Well, that stuff is possible and true and real. It's just a matter of understanding how we deprogram, how we heal, how we return to the light and and transmute all of the, the heaviness and all of the distortion that we have experienced and created here on earth. So we just have choices in, in, in what we're creating and what we move forward in creating. And as we start to zoom out a bit more from these spiritual teachings and these realizations that many contactees have had, me being one of them, right? As I've had these supernatural experiences, these ET contact experiences over the years, I have found that my awareness, my understanding of these concepts, these teachings have just continued to develop and grow and expand and almost as though they have been placed in my mind. And we hear that from many other people who have had these experiences and uh, one particular subject that kind of gets placed in a person's mind is this focus on the ecological crisis on earth and the ETs imploring us to make changes and create a more sustainable future. And and we we see that there is a real desire to help humans and to help humanity make different choices but they can't just interfere in our choices right we have karma that we've created and we've got to resolve that that is on us that is true for all beings in the universe and if we go interfering with other cultures, other beings, that's creating karma for us. And the ETs understand that. And so there is this order in place around how they are communicating and connecting with people on earth to prevent overstepping and influencing in a way that creates karma for everyone that doesn't lead to the right outcomes. But they have implored us to take a deep look at that interconnectedness and the ecology that exists on our planet and to really understand how precious that ecology is and to understand what we can do to preserve it. 
We hear about galactic teachings. Many of our star family who are in contact with their soul brothers and sisters here on earth have, have helped us understand this broader kind of organizational system that exists in our universe. And they have brought galactic teachings, helping us understand that there are these councils and similar to governments on earth, that there are organizational structures that help maintain order and balance and defense and, uh, and, and help in these sorts of scenarios with planets like Earth who are going through their first contact or are just getting ready for their true first contact. And, and so some of these teachings have also been distorted over time because we have egos and it's very easy for us as humans to, you know, take some teachings or downloads or channeled information that ha have come through. And we like to run with that sometimes and, and create stories that aren't exactly the truth. And we have to remember that any of this information that's coming through a human from an ET is being filtered through a human mind which is why that healing process is so important so that we are clearing any of that distortion to prevent um, uh, a distorted filtration process. So what we know about the organizational structure of the galaxy and the Federation of Planets and things like that are not foolproof at this point. We definitely have a lot of questions left to be answered. But we do see common themes and, and patterns in the information that exists that does point to the fact that there is a structure in place. There are levels of leadership in place where leaders and representatives from various civilizations uh, come together to help guide and influence the activities of civilizations in our galaxy and in others. So we start to you know, see this zoomed out perspective that tells us we're starting to be brought in to a different conversation. We're being brought into an advanced way of operating if we are willing to fully understand and embody these teachings and these realizations. And as we as we do so, it helps us prepare to meet our star family and to meet those ETs. And ultimately, putting that aside, it just helps us create a better world. It helps us live in a, an easier way together. It helps us live in a more harmonious and healthy way. And I think we all want that. So ultimately, I think our ET brothers and sisters, while they want to meet us, they care far less about that than they do about us just having a nice life experience here together because they know it's possible. And that's why they have delivered this information to us to help us start these processes of integration. And as we've discussed related to spiritual law, when we move into this really deep-seated program of illusion and separateness, we start to create a level of chaos on earth that is difficult to get out of. So the level of distortion and chaos that has been created is going to be difficult to get out of. 
but it is possible. All things are possible. We live in a universe of unlimited possibilities. And so it's on all of us as spiritual beings, as beings who are seeking this positive evolution for our planet and each other to not fall prey to those lower states of consciousness because it's so easy as we move through our states of expanded awareness and evolving our understanding of the level of distortion that has occurred on earth for us to then fall back into judgment or fall back into fear perhaps and we can't do that. It is only by practicing and embodying these spiritual laws of the universe that we lift us out of that state of anxiety and the illusion of separateness and the level of chaos that has been created. So as we become more spiritually evolved and as we are seeing the truth of our reality, we have to practice these spiritual truths and do the hard work of really embodying them so that we don't accidentally contribute to more chaos. I'll give a personal example here. As I have progressed in my journey spiritually and on the shamanic path, and of course with the ET realm of our reality, and as I've shared that with people around me who I'm close with, and as I've seen more of the truth in maybe what we haven't been told and what is true, I've noticed there have been times in the past where I've started to get a little cynical or I've started to maybe judge someone else for judging me. And then we're just defeating the whole purpose. So we get these opportunities to practice what we've learned. So we get this opportunity to meet other people in their divinity and to see source in them no matter where they stand no matter what they believe no matter how they might be projecting on to us and so that's the real work here of creating the new earth of becoming the new human is to see it all to expand your perspective to fully come to these realizations, but then to do the work to actually embody it and to be able to hold space for all of the other people who aren't there yet. And it's by doing that and holding space for them, offering acceptance, forgiveness to those people who maybe aren't, aren't quite here yet. It's by doing that and offering that grace that the universe offers us to others that we fully step into our godlike self and we fully become the new human and then we fully start to shift things on earth. So I share I share that because I think it's something that is so common for everyone who's on the spiritual journey, for anyone who's gone through a spiritual awakening, especially given the state of things on earth, because there is a lot of contradiction. There have been a lot of lies. There has been a lot of distortion. And there's also an ability to move beyond our own personal struggle with that and to fully embody the spiritual laws of the universe in a way that helps us truly create the harmony and balance and love that we all want to experience. So that's your challenge for today is to fully embody those spiritual laws of the universe and, and really look deep at 
Where are you not fully embodying those? And how can you embody them even more? And how can you offer even more love, even more grace, even more acceptance, even more forgiveness to everyone and anyone in your sphere? Because by doing that, we really return to the state of oneness that we want to be in. And we return to a state of love that can be our future one day if we all do this work. So with that, we'll wrap up for today. And I hope this has been a helpful review of what we've learned from our star family and friends. And if you want to dive deeper, you can get the Spiritual Laws of the Universe course or ebook on the website. You can learn even more about the power of the mind, the power of creation, the mechanics of existence, and our Masters of Manifestation course. And of course, you can get our Sacred Geometry drawing courses or meditation guide that will help you in that process of shifting energy and, and clearing distortion and returning to that perfect state of balance and harmony. And if you're curious about shamanic practice, we've got shamanic tools as well. And you can always reach out to us at support at starfamilywisdom.com to ask any questions you have or just to connect and share your own experiences. It has been so wonderful hearing from all of you and hearing about your journey and about your realizations. And it's so incredible to be on this journey with you. And I am so grateful for all of you who have been tuning in all year and so grateful for our ET friends and family who are supporting this transition, this transformation, this beautiful time of co-creation where we are learning how to become powerful co-creators again. So have a good rest of your day. We'll see you in our next episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're on the podcast apps, rate and review. And we'll see you next week for our next episode. Bye for now.